0: This is Nerd FT Radio. We're nerds full time, explorers of the metaverse, surfers of the blockchain, and not in our mom's basement. I'm your host, RSG, aka the One Piece manga reader, and I'm here with Crypto Cryer, aka the NFT janitor. Cryer, how are you? And don't even answer that because I know you're doing good because you know why, Cryer? NFTs, excuse me, digital collectibles are back.
1: We're back, baby. How are you feeling? Getting some live pumped in the market. I'm doing great. We've been uh it's been a hell of a month crypto first and then now we get some alt trickles doing well and now we're getting some nfts getting the shot in the arm
0: so yeah here we are insane so pretty much if you guys have been just on the not digital check the head side, folders guys yeah just wait what, what happened
1: So check the hidden folders
0: Yes, check the hidden folders just in case you might have something going on. But what I was about to say is if you haven't been checking prices and haven't been doing stuff for the last month, even maybe two months, just typical shit like shit posters going on the NFT shit posters finding out, oh, crap, shit coins actually work here. So they've been, you know, making their bags a little bit juicier. And now that they're juicier, it's time to spend some money on what they remember as their first love, what they actually like, which is digital collectibles and not only are the dgens doing it but also probably the a top five founder in the nft and digital collectible space which is the founder of board ape that's right he spent a lot of money i'm pretty sure he spent all the money hold up i think he just spent all the money that he got from the lawsuit from what's his face (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah exactly he had
0: to right he was like fuck it if i'm gonna use this money it's going to it's the, move the, the space amount. right it's going to ma- it's, it's the exact amount right it's 1.5 million or some shit like <laughs> yeah. that and this guy was like you know what i don't want his little i don't want the blood money so let me use this blood money to pump the living pump shit the out of not only his own projects but also the community of projects now crier i know you have the list of all the projects that he went ahead and purchased go ahead and start yeah let's start on the cool cat i'll do a little preface of
1: nfts in general too we see this with like altcoin markets generally we see bitcoin move first eth generally moves a little second alt move like last and one of the things that you look for when all these markets are coming back is which are the top movers like what actually is moving Greatly, comparatively to the rest of the altcoins that are there, so we've seen that re- lately with the markets: Solana, uh, Solana, Link, Matic. These are like Unibot. There's a lot of ones that kind of have been sticking out that are actually pushing ahead of gains wise, comparative to other alls that are sitting stagnant. So, with this kind of idea in mind, you want to look for NFTs, I would assume, in the same manner, right? What? When we start seeing life coming back in the market, which ones actually are the first movers, right? And now we're going to, we've seen most of the collections that we've been tracking that are like pretty decent collections. Pretty much every single floor is up over 100% in what the last two weeks, at least. Obviously, not the huge collections like Bored Ape is at like 30 or whatever, but they've been, they were like their low was 23. He was at like, Four. Now they're at like five and a half. Not all of them are big movers, but stuff like Doodles was down to 1.25. Now we're back up to 2.25. We see Cool Cats that went all the way down to what, 0.3 or something like that. They're back up to. All right, one. Relax,
0: relax, 0.49. Four. Relax. It's just 0.5, really. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> But God I'm saying that they're slander, good collections, bro. bro. What are you talking oh, absolutely. about? Absolutely, absolutely. The ones one that I actually say, are coming
1: back and actually have I, value are getting their floor slander. prices or no, doubling, not just, staying stacked.
0: that's all I'm saying. Just a little bit of slander. Um.
1: That's so cool. we've now seen Pudgies is just chilling like a stable coin. They've done it and haven't done anything so, there. That's slander. That's literally just saying they didn't mm-hmm. double.
0: Keep going, sorry. We sorry. just we
1: haven't had news yet. <laughs> we had this Gordon sweeps pretty much every like. Pretty good collection that I I think that actually most of them have pretty good value for the future. So we saw a Doodle sweep, or not a sweep, but we saw pretty much he's hitting up every grail of the collection. So Doodles got a 69 ETH buy for the Hap Queen Crown. And then we had Mebit Skeleton Grail for 42 ETH. We had a Cool Cat Top 16 Rarity with the TV held Head six ETH. G-Tag, one of the, I don't know, I don't know anything about G-Tags, but it was an expensive G-Tag. Wrecked Guy, Goblin Town, Chimpers, and then the Atom Se- Bomb Squad, Dead Fellas, Pudgy Penguin, D god Sappy Seals, Cryptodes, Crypto Punk. So all these have been swept over. Everything. Two days. Yes. Largest being CryptoPunk, 600 ETH buy, which is pretty huge. It's, yeah, exactly. But interesting to see. We've seen markets that have been only downtrodden for what, since? April of what twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one or whatever, end of twenty twenty one, beginning twenty twenty two. I do f- definitely think that these are interesting to see, right? Just how we saw a little bit of life coming back into the regular crypto markets that didn't um, that didn't switch over to NFTs at all, really. And generally, like towards the end of the markets, we were seeing collections opposite move opposite of ETH. Where now we're seeing ETH and NFTs is moving in tandem, right? We hit the low of 1600. Now we're at 1900 on ETH now and the floors are, are doubled. So it's like that initial play of previous uh, cycles where NFTs could possibly be like a leveraged ETH move when you're seeing that now. Very interesting times. I'm very excited about it. I've been doing some sweeping myself. That's why I'm the NFT
0: janitor. Let's go, baby. You're just mopping the floor. But one thing I would like to say is on the ETH NFT volume side of things, it's actually That's set another recent high with nearly yeah. 12,000 ETH traded. The last time that number has been that high was early July. And then on the other side, which is a unique buy wallet, so any unique wallets yeah. that have actually purchased an NFT, it's at recent highs as well, around 10,000. So again, numbers, numbies are going up at the moment, and hopefully yeah. we can reach those numbers that we all Remember in blur and dream month
1: over month volume increase is up 60%. So, if you you don't really understand the 12,000 ETH, how much that is, but 60% increase since the previous month is a lot. And and again, like that's with very minimal people. Everyone's still, most, I would say most people are very still like NFTs are dead. And it just came out like a month ago that everything is dead and blah, blah, blah. Every, all the news articles are saying we're all dead. So the, that was probably the bottom, right? Like when you see news like that, when you, that's a really good indicator for previous markets. I remember people when the <clears throat> ETH traded at 80 bucks, that's all everyone said. ETH's dead. Don't never it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere and sell while you can. That was the time to buy. And this is a my some approach. Like I don't, maybe this, we might go back down again a little bit, but I definitely think that these are near the bottom prices and the time capitulation has definitely hit everybody. Like you absolutely look across the board, I'm sure the people that you were trading with are now gone. There's very few people left that are actually active trading, stuff like that. Most people are, are not here anymore. So I definitely think that, and those previous cycle wise, people ha- remember seeing them at higher prices. So when it starts picking up steam and the collection sizes are small, that's what happens. So Absolutely. get ready.
0: Get ready for the pumpeth. One little thing. I'd like to do a brand new segment here called, holy shit, it just happened during the podcast brought to you by NRN. Cryer, we have to nerd out for a second. The fucking actors and actresses and the studios yeah, have officially reached a agreement of a three-year deal which means we're finally going to get new movies and shows and mr rsg here is very happy which means we're going to get so much more content now let's bring it back to the podcast wow that was crazy brand new segment we've never done that one before so we're back we're here. Let's keep on going. So, Cryer, NFTs are pumping. One of the things that, for on your side at least, that you think could help this would be what's yeah. going on with Blur right now, which, sure. if I'm not mistaken, Blur farming is almost officially fucking done. Yep. So, so Crier, what's going on? We don't know what the,
1: the next—they might do another season or whatever they They probably have to, right? I would assume they're in another season, yeah. but I don't think it's going to be the same. Just how they the first season was different than the second season. I do think the third season will probably be different as well. I think they're going to start. I actually think they're going to add perpetual and shorting and longing capabilities to NFTs. Which is an interesting market. I, I think that I'll have a one stop shop to buy, lend, sell, and long and short all in the same platform, which I think would be a great option. But we don't know exactly what they're doing, but it does end on 11 20. So that'll be the final day for season three. Sorry, season two. We've seen the token actually pump up quite a bit. It was at $0.14. Now it's at $0.38 or so, which don't really get that one because we're about to release a bunch of tokens to people. So they're going to get dumped on, but whatever. But yeah, so you see some people that are interested in getting back in there. So we'll see what kind of happens there. I I think, again, I think that's another thing that's been artificially keeping floors lower is that you're incentivized to buy and sell them repetitively, and you're not really worried about the price hit as much because you're expecting to get a large amount of money from Blur. From and said Blur, yeah. Yeah, so like at the beginning of when Blur and the farmingists came out, again, it does provide a ton of liquidity that we didn't really have ever, so I do think it's a, it was a good thing to see some liquidity and get some of those people to, I don't know, be able to... like drop out of larger positions. It gave people to distribute the collection sizes across more people. And we've seen stats showing that between 60 and 70% of people that own these don't even, haven't traded them in over a year. People are expecting to not really... Trade them, right? Because we've actually... We love our JPEGs. We're, we're holding on to them. I do think that it's an interesting thing because when we see the blur floor be removed, liquidity from that removed by incentivization, I think people will be more careful about just setting up... I think the liquidity would go down, but I also think that the floor price might also trickle up because there's not people that are constantly dumping and getting, dumping trying to get yeah, 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 points. Just so, getting
0: traction, and, yeah.
1: Well, there might be a little bit less liquidity... At the start of it, I do think that it is something that is going to stop artificially dampening the floors. So overall, I think it's a pretty interesting move, and we'll see how it goes, right?
0: Absolutely. Also, on the other side of things, again, every marketplace is making a little bit of a splash right now except for OpenSea. The only OpenSea news that comes out recently is that they just laid off a bunch of other people, number one. And then number two, on that same day… Um, there is a crier five so they had two and a half people so one of them <laughs> is part time now no it's part time but uh, what's Cut going on the on the same day actually was that Magic Eden and Bored Ape Yuga announced yep. that they're going to make they're going to be in a partnership where there is going to be an actual marketplace that's going to 100% allow projects that have that royalty aspect actually stick with it. So we've seen in a lot of these marketplaces where all these projects, they have a said, set royalty, but unfortunately, these marketplaces have allowed for the consumer, the individual to say, hey, I actually don't want to pay these royalties. And you can actually literally pay zero to it. So one of yep. the major funnels for a lot of these projects have been royalties and that's what they're, they've are they been expecting. And for the last, let's say, even six months to up to a year, they haven't been getting that type of revenue. And it, it, of course, it is pretty hard to go ahead and get other streams going when merchandise isn't. Doing its thing, and they're not pumping out NFTs left and right, down the middle, and everywhere all the time. We'll see how that affects it. Obviously, when we talk to a lot of founders on the podcast, as well as you guys over at N uh, NRP, a lot of founders are to the point where every single project will at least one day have its own marketplace on its own website that's going to allow them to have those royalties kicking all the time. And it's there's not going to be that middleman or middlewoman when it comes to the sense of a, a, mar- a true full-blown marketplace for the individuals that don't really know much of the NFT marketplace out of it. it's pretty much like an eBay or a Mercari or a Facebook marketplace yeah. etc so we'll see I how I personally think that it's a pretty
1: negative a big negative to be honest I think and I and the reason that I think that is similar to what Jack Butcher has said recently where it's enforcing royalties we saw with OpenSea they they pretty much didn't allow people to use their contracts and so all the collections weren't on other platforms and it wasn't open anymore you lose out on volume, and realistically, the volume is what keeps your project alive. As soon as he saw when he enforced royalties, and then he instantly turned it off because it was like, I literally saw a 50% drop in in, in volume, so that's not going to keep my project alive, right? I don't care about the small percentage of I gained from that when realistically, I'd rather just have the collection succeed and still have proliferation, but people who want to pay world people still pay royalties depending on doesn't really it doesn't not all obviously as in, as much as the enforced ones but again you lose that massive amount of people that were trading on my most people were using blur at the time there's a there's definitely negatives and positives to it but I don't really think that personally I, I don't think like wanting and enforcing royalties is what people should be focusing on right I think they should be focusing on something that is like pushing the space forward. And I do think that Yuga doing that, I think it's silly, to be honest.
0: Hot take, baby. I actually had a conversation with some good friends over at NRN where they were saying the same exact thing. Why are we giving these massive companies and these massive marketplaces, et cetera, even more money when they've already made so much, right? So for the standpoint of maybe an individual artist, a one-of-one artist, a gen art artist, et cetera, the royalty aspect could work on that sense. But do we really want to pay the royalty to an artifact, which is Nike or a Adidas, where it's literally Adidas and things like that when they're getting so much from all these other things? So again, there is the pros, there is the cons. I personally... I love royalties. We've always talked about it, how this could be a form for a lot of companies that have that evergreen flow, cash flow of it. Obviously, unfortunately, NFTs are taxable events when you buy and sell. So on that state, like that point of view, it is pretty hard to like say, hey, we're going to enforce just another tax on top of what you're buying or selling. So... Obviously in an ideal world I personally believe and I think a lot of us in the space as well as just overall I personally don't think NFT should be taxed the way they are they're items on the internet it's not like it's actual like full blown a- again that's just a conversation for another day but Another day, another podcast, and probably another 10 years. Hopefully the IRS one day goes, you know what, RSG, you paid a lot of taxes. You know what, Cryo, you paid a lot of taxes. Here's yeah, the money back because you gone. don't own
1: it. Yeah, it's you, gone. It's, it's gone, over. buddy. Yeah, but it's, the it's idea gone. of the enforced royalties, and I've seen a couple of people on, I've seen a couple of different takes on all these things. Having a marketplace that enforces it, first of all, they're going to have to wrap the original collection or something along those lines because they, they don't have that in the original contract. So we're going to see what they have done to enforce royalties on the classic BAYC contract. That's a good thing, or just an interesting to see to, thing to see. It might be a new way that they've got around that problem. Another thing that could be interesting is aligning incentives, right? Look at, like we had talked with Luca on our couple podcasts ago. He was talking about making sure that your incentives align with your collection, right? He's very, it's very much so a thing where you're like, if the collection, if the people that are the original holders aren't really happy about it, then he's going to go back to the drawing board and see what's going on, tree, see how he can fix it, see how we can get the holders back to interested or just not just being back, being happy again. We got to see what they're the the important part of this because they're your marketing arm. And I do think that's shown, right? Like he, they're, that's literally probably one of the only collections that actually didn't go down in price this entire time. Whatever he's doing is something decently. And then the other side of that is I've seen a couple of takes of if you're going to force people to pay royalties, is it going to be something where you, if you're paying royalties, you're going to get like a reward, right? You're going to get ape kickback or you're going to get some sort of incentive to align. And I think that's a, a good idea, right? Like we've, why did everyone hate OpenSea so much? Because they were they pretty greedy.
0: Token.
1: They didn't, oh. for, there's no way to be a participant in the ecosystem unless you're a VC. So that, that kind of rubbed everybody the wrong way the first time. 100%. We've seen with Looks Rare, that one aligned all incentives. You were able to own part of the protocol. And I think collections that have that ability to where you're either a some sort of way, you're getting some feeling of a say. And I think that's what Emmy Mike Geeden, and Board everyone do with their things? because I I don't think them just enforcing the royalties is going to be something that people are excited about. So I think there's going to be a way to either be part of the platforms like ownership similar to how it looks rare did, or there's going to be some sort of mechanism that allows for some sort of kickback or token or some sort of benefit to these enforced royalties. So we'll see. I will
0: say that I will say that this is probably the best time for OpenSea to drop a freaking token because they're just losing market share in this whole thing like no other it's just it's wild to me how major OpenSea has been for the nft community and obviously it's still semi the go-to place right even though blur is probably doing even better numbers now so really it's not but
1: it's definitely not it's it's definitely definitely the low
0: nuts man like when we market. first started this was literally it like that was it nowhere else and we saw yeah. looks rare then we saw blur that we saw even other marketplaces x2 to y2 but it's just it's crazy to see i mean it just shows you how easy just... it is
1: to lose market share in this type of climate right anyone up. can you don't have there's no difficulties in switching a platform and switching your bank is incredibly hard like they they literally set up banks to where it's hard to for you to switch your bank like on purpose. Wells Fargo has been fined billions of dollars for this exact reason because they they specifically target the person to be like, oh, set up this account, and then we'll have another savings account that does this, and then you have this other credit card that does this, and we'll set you up with this other thing. So they they like force you, or not force you, but they are always hounding you to set up new accounts, uh, and, and not anymore because they got in, in serious trouble for it. But oh, yeah. that's, what they, that's what their whole model was. It's why they grew so fast as a bank or whatever. And I think that's an interesting thing because you don't want to spend like all day canceling six accounts to then go to somewhere else. That's a real pain in the ass. Where now with Web3, it's okay, unclick. Don't sign this anymore. Now go to another one, sign it. Like your account is, we always say it, it's like, it's the ship that goes to different ports Instead of being tied, it's much much easier. You can just take your ship and go to a different port. You don't like it anymore, right? Your ship's got all your gold on it, and you don't want to you don't want to do it. Go back to that port anymore. You don't have to, and it makes it really easy. And we've seen that happen tremendously. Like the first one, we Absolutely. saw a huge dent in open sea with looks rare came out. Looks rare didn't do that great of a job in providing new things. Like it was the same thing. The UI was the same, but not as good. Like there wasn't anything that made it so much better. So people actually stuck with OpenC. And OpenC. then we had X2Y2 do the same thing as looks rare. And then the only thing one that kind of changed it was Blur. They they had an incentive program that made you loyal to them. <laughs> and guess what? Mm-hmm. It worked tremendously. Like the points were worth for how much they paid out and how much market share they gained of all this stuff for a very huge platform peanuts compared to what they actually gained, but it's absolutely. Yeah. Very smart marketing scheme by them. And I think that is something that open just continually shoots himself in the foot. They have this, they have a community and they don't utilize it. And that's where blur 100% utilized their community, right? They, they, you were posting about it to gain access to then get airdrops to then use those airdrops that people were, some people were, I got like 10 grand from that. So, not that I'm like, oh, diehard Blur fan, but like all at the same time, I 100% used Blur and still use Blur mostly just because I'm incentivized to do it. Even if this airdrop doesn't go as well as the last one, I'm still probably gonna get $2,000, $3,000, I think. 20 you, you for $20. OpenSea, <laughs> OpenSea has done none of this at all. And looks rare is back on on that as well. Now they're doing a whole new season drop thing. They're now like fully they're a full aggregator. Just how Blur was like that was the problem with Looks Rare is you had to find like you couldn't get the best prices on Looks Rare. That's why no one went to Looks Rare because it was you. I don't want to pay an extra point 0.1 for an item when I could just go to the fees don't and the user experience don't outweigh the floor price being point one higher. So now, when they're like, now looks rare is a full aggregator, it's the same idea, right? You can then, it's just like Blur, you can see Blur, OpenSea, looks rare, X2, Y2, all on the same page. And I think with incentive programs, those things can shift very quickly, right? So, Blur ending their season two, they if they don't have a season three, we'll see someone probably, I think, if, if nothing is incentivized, we're going to see something like looks rare take over a little bit because we'll, they're starting to do an incentivization program again with their point system too.
0: Hear me out. This is the best time for OpenSea to drop a token to get everyone. Yeah, they're never gonna do battle. it. They, yeah, there's a. Screwed. It's over. <laughs> if they ever do cryer, I think we're gonna get some. We're gonna get some money on that side. That's for sure. I mean, they not, already said that they wanted they, they those gems.
1: They the gemesis things they dropped. Those were their.
0: You're welcome. There you go. Yeah, here's Ta-da. some
1: fucking gem that doesn't do anything or provide any you value know. or do literally nothing. So you just wasted gas to... Yeah, at least they weren't as token.
0: bad. I actually sold it. I It oh, wasn't yeah, I as mine. bad as... I sold like eight. I, had, um, I just did all my wallet. Coinbase Marketplace. Hey, listen. At least you're not dead last, OpenSea. Congratulations. One thing I will say of OpenSea that I'm actually excited about is what they're doing with Wanderers, one of the projects that we've had on the podcast. Their brand new game, RAM, is coming out very soon. Just an overview of that. Just imagine Hades. With really cool neon colors and everything to do with wanderers. So if you haven't played Hades, I highly suggest playing it. That's on for me. Yeah, honestly, it looks like a roguelike
1: RPG type game. Yep. If you don't know what Hades is, so it definitely looks pretty interesting. The color, the the resp- like the responsiveness and gameplay look really cool. I think they for for any other Web three game that I've seen, they usually look pretty shitty. am I'm, I'm pretty excited to try this one out for sure.
0: Absolutely. And I will say, the game is not called Ram. The game is called Wanderers, the game. So sorry about that, number one. Number two. Where'd you the- get Ram from that's actually what you're able to receive, and what's going to be sold, if I'm not mistaken, on OpenSea as a drop. Obviously, if you do have wanders, you will receive it, uh, some of them for free. But pretty much, what's going, uh, what RAM stands for, is random access memories. It's a game mechanic that allows players to influence, influence, and invest in the unpredictable nature of rewards in wanders. Um, so pretty much, it's like getting uh, catch of ram- uh, cash. It's cash, like Marvel yeah. snap cash uh, of Ram upgrades like that they'll like to encounter on that run. So again, very similar to what happens in Haiti, where you decide what like power up you want and whatnot want and what use. way you want yeah. to go the harder way, the easier way, what type of people you want to burst in. In Haiti, you didn't really do that part where you got to choose. It was just random. And that's what made the game so playable, even though it was the same exact thing over and over again. It was a little different tweaking the actual yeah. characters you were fighting. But overall, I know Orangey, one of the people that have been on the podcast as well. He actually was able to test out the game and stream it live, and he's been very vocal about Web three gaming to the point where he Sucky. said, like, all of it sucks, like literally. Yeah. And he straight up said on stream that a scale of one to ten, how good is this game? He straight up said this game is a ten out of ten. This is what he's been waiting for, and he's cool. pretty big on the sense of the Web two side. And for him to say that, which again, that's pretty surprising. A lot, he's, a lot of He's like really big. That type of game. Yeah. Well, yeah, he doesn't like that game. Yeah, he yeah, he said that. And he's yo, this is dope. And that's what you know what I want. I need him back on the podcast because he called me old and I'm not old and I told him these type of games are good and he said no. So he's getting involved in games he shouldn't yeah, be. You know what? I take that back. I want to go yell at No, but I'm kidding. But again, awesome game that's coming out. Be on the lookout for that. They are partnered with OpenSea to go ahead and drop this. Wanders also did get a, a seed round, if I'm not mistaken, through Animoca as well. So they have the backing. They have... The team behind the scenes. Nick's been on the podcast, if I'm not mistaken, once, even, maybe even twice already now. So I'm um, very excited to. I think it was once. I we did. On. We did
1: space. We used to do spaces with him a lot. We
0: did spaces with him a lot. Exactly. So hopefully we'll have him on one more time, or of course multiple times, so he can talk a little bit more about this game. Again, I know myself as well as Cryer and a lot of people in NRN. We have we do have a little bag of wanders. Me personally, the that's one of my favorite NFTs, just the way they look, the music, the yeah, feel cool. to it. It's super awesome. And for this to grow into something that hopefully both of us, as well as just the whole community of Web3 or whatever the heck we want to call it now is a part of, it could be something special where we're finally going to see a freaking game.
1: That yeah, would, that's really what like, we've been all waiting, right? Like all these things, promise these games, it. and now we're seeing a lot of games actually Literally. come out with things, right? We've seen... yeah. Pixels moving to Ronin. They're doing really well. We've seen Shrapnel release some stuff. I think their token came out today with a 300 million market cap. So people are definitely interested in it. Alluvium has been working on stuff for a very long time. Star Atlas There's has something. been producing stuff that's been for a very long time. And actually these things are showing up and actually being beta and alpha play and actually being able to try them out. So I, I do think that we're finally getting there and one really cool thing just on a general note of just something that's interesting that i I find interesting is even say we all this is i'm all wrong right And, and the markets go down from here um one of the most successful genres or sectors during a recession is gaming 100%
0: Hundred percent. Even two thousand, yeah, so it was literally one of the only sectors that, actually, that survived, right? Yes, survived because survived. when people are down and poor and stuff like
1: that, they they're at home playing motherfucking well, video wanna, games, baby. They wanna, yeah, they want to escape their reality, and that's something 100%. that it's definitely something that to you know what I, I think gaming has has a massive potential.
0: Absolutely. I went
1: to it lunch is. with a with a bunch of tech guys recently. For they're a bunch of coders and they were all of them were just ripping on nfts and i was sitting there just defending every single one of them like every single point they made and and they're like what's the point of this what's the point of this and at the end of it, they're like what you that makes a lot of sense you're not i see what you're trying to i see what you're trying to do i'm like there's nothing different it's just you won't know anything's different except that you are now able to possibly trade it for a real value and that you can probably collab it with another game and go into another game with that item. That's like the two biggest things that are probably Absolutely. pretty cool with this. And they're like, oh, yeah, that does sound cool. Listen, so-
0: if anyone has someone that is fading NFTs and just the overall space, just send me or Cryer in there. And I, th- I feel like we can walk away with a, you know what, that kind of makes sense type of look. So yeah, that's for like, yeah, sure. I do. Just a little bit, or just send them over here, listen to the podcast, understand what's going on. But For one sure. of the things I did want to mention on the side of Wanders, it is a free to play game. There is going to be optional in app purchases. I'm liking that in app phrase there in app. So there's what if there's a little app side? What if they make it to something else? But they are saying, where are you going to play this? is going to be Windows and Mac, Wanders multiplayer, not in the early access, which by the way, early access will be uh, Q1 of 2024 other than that again super excited can't wait to see how this game turns out if it has anything close to haiti vibes i'm gonna be freaking happy as hell so let's see what happens there you played Hades as well by the way right yeah big time yeah awesome game All right. That pretty much wraps it up on that side. On the nerd side, you already saw our little segment in the middle of the podcast where we found out that the actors and actresses have finally, and studios have finally agreed upon a deal. So we're going to start getting some awesome things from a lot of leakers as well as like rumor. accounts on x Um, a lot of people said that they've been holding a lot of information until this agreement has actually came out so hopefully we have on my end the most one the, the one i'm most excited about is hopefully getting the cast list for the fantastic four movie that's what i've been waiting for so hopefully we get that but on the flip side what is going on right now on the nerd side number one when you're listening to this at night or it's Thursday, the th- uh, 9th of November, the Marvels will be out. The first reviews are in. A lot of people are saying that it's meeting or exceeding expectation. A lot of people, if you've been in the media, they've been bashing this movie like no other. Anything with Brie Larson, it just gets destroyed on the internet. And when you have a, a heavy woman led project, again, unfortunately, it just gets bashed to no other. And a lot of people are enjoying it. And just remember, there's going to be one post credit scene, which I feel like. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but just know some a team is coming. And if you're watching on YouTube, you know exactly what team I just said. Number two, we have a Loki season finale live on Thursday as well, 9 p.m. I'm actually going to miss it. I'm going to get there. I'm probably going to get home at 930, but I'm very excited. What uh, Kevin Feige is saying at the end of the the Marvels and the end of Loki are literally a combination of the last five to almost eight years. Eh, I would say probably five to six years of what's been going on with Marvel. It's finally going to make sense. A lot of people have been saying that Marvel at this moment, there's too much going on and it's not one single storyline. So he's pretty much saying that these two shows right here will connect everything together show you what's about to happen with Deadpool 3 as well as King Dynasty and also Secret Wars that are going to come out later on what else do we got we have Invincible episode season 2 episode 2 coming out on Friday episode 1 is already out and the other thing I did want to mention is Disney outright bought the living shit out of all of Hulu a little while ago and the news that just broke uh, I'm pretty sure like an hour if not two hours ago is that hulu is gone it will become disney plus very soon so we will not have hulu anymore it will become one app which will be under the umbrella of disney plus my prediction here is i have two predictions here for that the first one is disney is about to sell espn and hulu to apple and my prediction number two is Apple is about to purchase Disney. If it's not this year in the next two, three years, I could see that happening. A lot of people uh, have said that if Steve Jobs was still alive right now, they probably would have already purchased Disney since he was so big. and he literally if I'm not mistaken, he was the founder of Pixar. if I'm not yeah, yeah, he was the founder of Pixar. A lot of really cool things are might be happening very soon, but again, on the side of all those people that have been saying Marvel's dead, they're going the wrong direction. listen. Things happen. We saw a lot of things go down bad. Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it's fatigue. Sometimes it's too much production. We're going to figure it out. Just like all the other things. Star Wars, they said the same thing. Then, bam, Mandalorian comes out. Shut up, Cryer. It's a great show. Carpet. Marvel. All these other things, and hopefully DC with James Gunn at the helm. So again, hopefully you guys are enjoying it. A lot of content's going to be happening very soon on the movie and show side because finally we have a deal. But other than that, I know Crier, you've been you had a recommendation for a show, if I'm not mistaken. Scavengers Rain, you've been Yeah, Did we, I'm pretty sure we talked about it last time, but it, it, it watched on it last HBO. time. They
1: the final three episodes released tomorrow uh, or today for Thursday for listening on hbo max or whatever hbo or whatever the hell it's called now max HBO
0: and it's just
1: max now whatever but final three the final three episodes come out I, it was an incredible show I, I don't even like anime stuff at all realistically like every time i watch an anime show that's oh, not a cartoon i, I use you, or anime. like a not a oh, like a comedy okay. show i don't really like it very much okay. um and it
0: okay didn't and know that this one
1: was like like i want to watch it all again right. already That's awesome. Very wild to me. I I don't know what it was like. Got caught my eye about it, but I was just like, oh, just just, that just sounds cool. And I just tried it out, and it was yeah, it was fucking awesome. They already got renewed for a second season too. Even like after the first three episodes released, they have uh, incredible feedback. I think it has one of the highest scores on uh, IMDb. It's got like a I think it's got like over a nine now. Very definitely worth checking out for sure if you're interested in that type of stuff. But sci-fi okay. and uh very much so not a lot i would say like the coolest thing is, is like it's not a ton of dialogue it's just like the like the just the feeling and the atmosphere of the show is is just so different and uh really cool so but yeah other than that um just been you know trading and having fun so doing your
0: thing that's right Okay, we're here, we're live, we're alive, and we're still doing our thing. But for all the listeners, again, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Nerd FT Radio. This is my radio voice now, and we'll catch radio. you guys next time for another episode. Grab a brick, throw it at someone, probably that old influencer that you used to like copy trade all the time. Throw a brick at that guy or that girl, because we don't want him in this second round of That's NFTs. Right. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.